This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. And welcome back. I am Heather Carroll, and I am your host this morning, broadcasting from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Thank you for joining me. We've had a great first hour. We started with Bishop Kagan talking about the Stations of the Cross, and then we continued on with Steve Ray and a very powerful explanation of Genesis 1 through 11. He did say to me during the break that he is coming out with a new book on Genesis, a commentary on Genesis. Um, Should be out sometime this year. He's not quite sure when, but be on the lookout for that. Um, And then also check out his website, catholicconvert.com, if you wanted more information. But we put both of those interviews on podcasts, and you can check them out later today or tomorrow and listen to them um, just great, great segments uh, the first hour or so. Check it out at realpresenceradio.com, or you can also download our app. We put our um, podcasts on the app or wherever you get your podcasts from. So, moving on to our number two, I'm excited to talk with Darcy. Darcy, good morning. Uh, good morning, Heather. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, thank you. Yes, so tell the listeners a little bit about who you are. Sure. Uh, My name is Darcy, and I'm a member of Corpus Christi Parish in Bismarck, North Dakota. I've been married for over 30 years and been a practicing Catholic all my life and have two adult uh, grown children. Wonderful. So you um, were a cradle Catholic, and so did you always volunteer throughout your childhood, or how did that look? Uh, I did volunteer a little bit throughout my childhood as far as growing up with my parents. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, one of the pieces, I, I was born in Bismarck, so uh, Corpus Christi was my home parish, was baptized there, but moved away for many years. So I actually mm-hmm. came back to Bismarck about 25 years ago, so I've kind of reestablished myself in, in that parish. But uh, volunteering has been something that's been a part of me all my life. Yeah. So... When, how do you feel? Why are you drawn to volunteering? How does it make you feel? Um, why do you feel called to do that, to volunteer in general? Uh, I think part of that in volunteering is, is it's a chance to, one, use the gifts and talents we have, and also to be part of, you know, the, the communities that we're a part of, you know, whether that's in our mm-hmm. parish communities or in our, our uh, communities that we live in or other groups, at least to be more active and more vibrant in those. Yeah. Well, and I think about that, you know, if you just um, go to Mass every Sunday and you're there for an hour and you maybe say hi to a couple people after Mass, talk about the difference um, volunteering for the parish makes with that community. Sure. And Heather, as you were saying, it, it does give that connection at least to others within the parish. You know, so you're just not one of those people that just kind of go unnoticed as you walk in and out. And you have that opportunity to build relationships, you know, with, with those who are part of the community and also helps to grow in your faith, and whether it's small steps at a little bit of time. Uh, yeah. You know, they're the things that, that, that help us, you know, I think uh, certainly, you know, give us more focus, I think, in our, in our church faith that we have. Right. So for those that are listening and they're, you know, we're talking about servant leadership is the overall goal of our our discussion today with you, Darcy, and just talking about why you volunteer and why you help out at your parish. 
So for those that are listening and they are one of those parishioners that just go to Mass and they don't really participate in any part of the Mass or any special activities going on or any clubs or groups, um, and they feel like they have nothing they can contribute, what would, where can they start? How would they start? What would your recommendation be? I would say we all have gifts and talents, you know, and, and certainly some of us may not be called to be, you know, participate in the choir or other things, but there's lots of different roles at least the church needs volunteers for. So I think some of that is just having that willing, open heart to be able mm-hmm. to say yes and at least to be willing to try and, and at least yeah. to see if it's something that's a good fit for you. And then once you do it once or twice, you're like, oh, that wasn't so bad. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So what do you do for a Cor- Corpus Christi, your own parish? Uh, some of the roles I've been involved with over the years has either been in, you know, ushering greeters, uh, Eucharistic ministers, uh, also leaders, lectors, uh, helping as far as with altar assistance or deacon assistance, also a high school uh, youth group leader, and helping with confirmation classes. Wow. So what's been your favorite one of the more interesting ones was probably a high school youth group leader. And, that, <laughs> and my kids were high school age. You know, yeah. my youngest son wanted to get involved uh, with the youth group and seeing uh, how it impacted his life and friendships, I kind of wanted mm. to be a part of that. So I volunteered to be a leader, or I should say uh, just a volunteer as a part of that. And after about four years of just volunteering, the high school youth minister had left for another job opportunity. And so of wanting to keep that youth group going, I volunteered to be a, a youth group leader until they could find a replacement. That went on for about six years. It ended wow. up to being a, a youth group leader with another adult. But it certainly taught me a lot more about my faith and asked me questions and certainly a lot more blessings uh, that I received from that than the time that I certainly you know put in that it took for me to do that. Yeah. Well, and I always think, um, you know, there's... The, s- Sometimes people are like, oh, I wish there was this, or I wish there was that. I wish there was a Bible study on this or that. And what I hear from you is that you still wanted that youth group, so you stepped forward and you just did it. Because that's kind that's of right. what it takes. You know, obviously we need our the permission of our own pastoral priest to say, yeah, you can do this in our parish, but just take the leap and do it. You know, if you want a that's Bible right. study... Let's just do it. You know, you just have to ask the priest's permission, and off you go. <laughs> so talk That's about the how the lay people can step up and take some of those roles. I think some of that is just asking. If you see a role that you're interested in, just to be able to ask if you can help, or if you, if you hear that the parish is looking for someone to volunteer, but something calling on you, at least give it a try. You know, there's always right. people willing to help you and give you that instruction to do it so you're not on your own. And some of that is just sometimes asking the person who's done it for a while, tell me how to do this. And after a while, pretty soon you're the one that people come and ask, you know, how do I, how do, I do this? Right, right. Yeah. So, well, and I think our priests are stretched so thin um, that it's so important for us lay folk to step forward, to step up and take on some of these roles and fill in some of the spaces that are needed. Um, how are things at Corpus Christi? Are you guys in need of volunteers? I think, well, certainly, you know, parishes need lots of volunteers, and 
you know, sometimes the trends are it's the same people keep doing the same, you know, jobs and volunteering all the time, and it's always good to have new people, you know, that get involved, and certainly it either brings other ideas or it helps spread, you know, some of the many needs around to others to help with. Yeah. So how has um, being part of that community, how has that helped your own faith grow? Uh, some of that is certainly, you know, has made the church community much more alive to me. You know, it's the, the relationships you build with those that you volunteer around, you know, more about their lives, and certainly a lot of those are more, you know, Christ-faith-filled relationships we end up having. And certainly I mentioned the one opportunity I had in youth ministry certainly, you know, called me to go much deeper, you know, than what I had in the past, and at least understanding mm-hmm. my faith and at least being able to ask questions and be able to share that with others that I probably yeah. couldn't have before. Yeah. Well, we're coming up on a break here. Any last thoughts before we let you go, Darcy, on encouraging people to become servants in their own parish and just what it's done for you? And, um, yeah, just any words of encouragement? I think I'd probably just close with, you know, certainly our, our parishes need lots of volunteers like we've talked about. And, yeah. you know, just be open to that. If you hear something, you know, of the potential need that's out there, you see something you could do is, is just try to ask. There's always somebody willing to, to help you learn how to do that. And you, you, from my experience, you certainly won't be disappointed. Well, and maybe it can be a challenge this Lent that you do become more active in your own parish because it is it is very fruitful and it is worth it. It's worth the time and effort. That's for sure. Well, Darcy, thank you, thank you so much for joining us today. We appreciate your time and we appreciate all that you do for Corpus Christi and um, sharing a little bit about what you do there and encouraging others to join in. We appreciate it. Good, thank you. All right, thank you, Darcy. Okay, when we, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we are going to be talking with Linda, my mother, who is going to be talking just about a few books about a Lent that she has in the store and some suggestions on what you may do to add to your Lent through some of these uh, books. So we'll be right back. More Real Presence Live right after this. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. 